friends, this is going to be a quite different episode. I haven't done one of these in a long time, but I figured I have something that I really want to share that I think and I hope can help a lot of people. So I'm just going to go ahead and record one of my solo episodes again. And this topic is quite heavy for some people, but I feel like it's something that we definitely need to be talking more about because... It's by talking about it and acknowledging it and sharing our stories that we can help each other heal. And I want to start by just sending you a big virtual hug to wherever you are. I don't know where you're tuning in from or what brought you to listen and hit play on this episode, but whatever it is, I want you to know that you're not alone because I felt so alone in my climate anxiety for so many years and I never really got any help. I think mainly because I never asked for help because I didn't think there was anything to be asked for. But it's taken me a long journey of healing to get to the place where I am today and I can't help but think, you know, what would my life have been like had I just acknowledged this a lot earlier and dealt with this a long time ago. So I wanted to record this episode to kind of reach out a hand to you to say, okay to be grieving, it's okay to feel the pain, um, and also know that you're not alone, and most importantly, know that you have the right to heal. Because when it comes to the world and wanting to save the world and wanting to change things in this world, there's nothing we can really do until we decide to heal and change ourselves. So it really needs to start here. It starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with the healing that happens in our hearts. And so that is why I actually think this is a very important episode. I'm going to share a story of how climate anxiety has showed up in my life. And um, I want you to kind of just listen and see if anything resonates with you. Obviously, your story might be very different. How it shows up in your life might be very different. But I do think that sharing stories and kind of just hearing what other people have been going through or are going through can be helpful in so many ways. So I will be very open and vulnerable in sharing my story and just with the hope that it'll somehow help you too. So basically what happened to me, I have been struggling with an eating disorder for more or less 15 years. Of course, at the time, I never acknowledged that. I was like, I'm just this super healthy girl who is very interested in nutrition and health and exercise and from a very early age I was 13 when I started kind of reading up on everything that was to know about the fitness world uh, it became my obsession to just be very healthy and fit and although I think a lot of that has obviously had to do with society and society's norms and everything we're trying to live up to I realized in later years that it was also deeply, deeply rooted in climate anxiety. And I'll explain how. Well, first of all, in the midst of all this, I never thought there was anything to be concerned about. Some in my family and friends voiced their concerns. I said that, you know, I'm fine, there's nothing to worry about. And instead of accepting any of the help that was reached out to me, I did all I could to prove them that everything was okay. So I would eat big dinners and say, you know, look at me, I'm eating, I'm healthy, nothing to worry about. And I honestly didn't think there was anything to worry about. In my opinion, I was just a girl who was super serious about health and nutrition and who chose to literally treat her body like a temple. So how could choosing only to eat healthy foods be bad for you? Well, it isn't unless you let it take over your life. And 
If you can't go through one day without adding up all the calories in your head as you go to bed, calculating all the food you've eaten so that you can know how to properly balance it with the right amount of exercise the next day, you've let it take over. And if you can't eat one meal without adding up everything in your head and thinking to yourself, is this worth it, then you've let it take over. And that was me for many, many years. I honestly went through every single day and every single meal thinking deep inside to myself, is this worth it? Is this part of the exercise routine? Is this, you know, is this going to add too much fat to my body? Is this going to be part of my equation? And there were days when I looked myself in the mirror and I saw a tiny bit of fat and it felt like I'd lose control. Well, that was me for way too many years and it wasn't until just recently that I understood what was really going on climate depression. My eating disorder was deeply rooted in climate depression. And I never got any help diagnosing this. It's not like I've had someone say, oh, okay, we can stamp you as climate depression. Like this is what you're going through. It's just kind of something that I realized through a lot of meditation, through reflecting. 2020 brought that to me. I just got time to kind of sit with myself and ask the right questions and really go deep into like what's going on here. And What I realized is that I have been a very empathic and aware soul from a young age. I was that kid who would turn off the tap water for my friends because I knew that kids in Africa didn't have enough water. So seeing water go to waste just kind of pained me inside. And as I grew older, I learned about the environment and made it my mission to recycle properly. And I would be the one who would tell people how to recycle properly. So, hey, that shouldn't go that bin and you need to clean it out and all that stuff. So I soon became the recycling cop. And as I grew older and learned more about the world, I soon realized there were so many things that were wrong and so many things that I couldn't control. So I learned about climate change and my first reaction was, we need to do something about this. Or like, you know, the whole world must certainly wake up now and do all it can to to kind of fix this. And then when that didn't happen, and I also realized that friends and family around me didn't seem to really care that much it freaked me out so the more I learned about the world and more I realized how wrong everything was and at the same time understanding that I did not have that much power to do anything about that that really started to become an issue and that is how my anxiety grew and I want to really kind of pinpoint that when we get anxious it's easy not to know like it's actually hard to know that you are and there's something so slowly approaching where you many times don't even recognize it as such until many years later and you can see a pattern and you can understand why you have been acting this way this whole time and you put one and two together and you realize wow this whole time there was something going on that I never paid attention to and if you never talk about these things with someone else chances are that many years will pass and things that are just going to get increasingly worse Um, and you might at some point reach a point where it turns into something like serious depression or anxiety or you might hurt yourself in some ways so it was this growing anxiety for the world and my lack of control that truly led me to develop these crazy eating habits because what I realized was that I do not have the control to fix these things so in my desperation to hold on to my own sanity, to kind of be 
to be normal, honestly, like to not lose myself, I needed something that I could control. And what I realized was that I know a lot about nutrition and if there's anything I can control, it's my own body, right? I can control what I eat every single day. I can control how much I work out. I can control how much fat I let onto my body. Like that was all just an equation to me. And it was just really calming for me to have an app, let's say, that I can put everything into and get a number to see black and white, okay, this is what you're in 100% control of. You can turn down a meal. You can say yes or no to something. You can choose to wake up earlier and go for a run. This is all within my control. And so I made that my religion. Honestly, workouts and food was like my religion. And that is why when I would sometimes look myself in the mirror and maybe I'd just been traveling or for some reason haven't been able to stick to my routine as usual and I had added some kind of fat to your body because you're human and that's what you do, that would honestly make me freak out because that was just my attachment to my sanity um, and to my happiness. And then one day I learned about the food industry and I realized how how I was eating just was not aligned with my ethical values so I decided to go vegan and that at first brought me so much joy. I finally felt like there was something I could do that had a tremendous positive impact, right? With every meal I can choose to lay a vote for the world I want to see so by choosing to eat plant-based and choosing not to eat things that I knew had harmed animals or the planet, I felt like I gained so much control. So at first, that was like the pill to my happiness. I was just euphoric about being vegan, if you want to say so. I was that one who was like walking around preaching it to everyone. Um, But then something else happened because I had become vegan seeing all these documentaries and videos online and those images really started to haunt me. Um, I would go to bed sometimes and the only thing I could see was like pigs screaming in factories or not to get into details about these horrific images but basically I, I have seen all these things and they haunted me and there was no way I could shake it and then every time I tried to bring up the conversation with family or friends the most common response was just that people didn't want to know they would say oh that's terrible I know like please let's not talk about it I don't want to know this and that just amplified all my anxiety because I'm like okay here's obviously a problem that the world kind of knows about but no one wants to know about so for me that was just another proof that this world is wrong and there's nothing I can do about it. I can change my habits, I can change my lifestyle and eating patterns, but I can't force other people to choose that on themselves. I can't force other people to go vegan or to cut out plastic or to do all these things. And again, it brought me back to this place where I don't have control. This is not in my hands. I actually remember days when I had just gone vegan when I would choose not to eat because I wanted to feel the pain the animals were feeling. I would go on walks and my body literally screaming for food and I remember loving that feeling because it made me feel like I was there with them somehow, you know, that I could offer my help and my soothing in form of some like energetic connection, like even from a distance I could be there with them because I was also hurting and I really grew comfortable with this feeling. I grew comfortable feeling hungry um, and the days when maybe sometimes I would overeat or not be in as much of control of myself and maybe just enjoyed myself a little bit too much in my opinion, I was always haunted by this feeling of guilt. 
it was really hard for me to fully enjoy a day without feeling guilty about it because I thought who am I to feel this way who am I to wake up and feel good when there's so much pain in the world when so many people and animals are suffering when we're killing trees and just disrespecting nature in all its forms who am I to feel good As I mentioned before, it took me many years to come to a place of healing and it took me many years to kind of allow myself, first of all, to feel this pain. I didn't want to acknowledge it at first because I didn't feel like I was entitled to feel this pain. I didn't feel like I had any reasons to be anxious or depressed because I had a great life. I have a great life. I have been happy and I want to also kind of clarify that it's not like I've been sad or depressed my whole life i've had so many beautiful moments and honestly looking back i'm very grateful for everything i've been through but i have been haunted by this constant guilt of the world and this constant anxiety about not being able to do more and there are a few things that i learned in my own story that i want to share with you that i hope can be really helpful first of all is that we need to talk about this Fortunately, climate anxiety is sort of becoming a thing. People are starting to talk about it more. We're seeing that this is something that's becoming talked about in in newspapers and magazines. I actually found an article in The Guardian from last year that talked about climate depression. And there was a Dr. Patrick Kennedy Williams, who is a clinical psychologist from Oxford, who said that he's actually seen an increased need from climate scientists and colleagues uh, coming and asking him for help. And these are people that obviously work on the front lines of climate change and know all the facts and increasingly learning about all the things um, going wrong in this world and they are becoming so overwhelmed by all these facts and all these this information and then also feeling like they can't do enough about it so he was starting to see a pattern where people working in the field were increasingly anxious and depressed and felt like they were kind of hitting the wall getting burnt out from all this and then he was like okay this is interesting maybe there's something here going on they were not paying enough attention to and he started studying the topic and realized that there's actually a lot of kids and teenagers that are suffering tremendously from this so if you're a young person i really want you to take this to heart there is a lot of climate anxiety going around in very young ages and if you think about it if you're a child and you're basically told about this thing called climate change you learn that there may not be a future for you to grow up in and there's not much you can do about it who wouldn't freak out like how do you even deal with that knowledge and then when you turn to your parents and say mom dad like this thing called climate change what is that like how what, what can we do to fix that and they don't know they don't have the answers How do you respond to that? How are you a child dealing with that information? Climate anxiety or anxiety in any form is something you feel when you reach and get closer to an anti-goal, like something you don't want to happen. And when you lack control of doing anything about that. So getting closer and closer to something that you don't want to happen, like climate change and not having agency around that, that is what builds up anxiety. And over time, this anxiety that builds up might lead to depression. And depression basically means that someone shuts down. So 
the most important thing that you have to remember and take away from this episode is that you need to see your anxiety for what it is. Don't just shove it off. Don't feel like, oh, who am I to feel this way? I'm fine. I'm strong. I don't have time to deal about deal with this. It adds up. It will start building up in a different corner of yourself where eventually you might reach depression or it'll come out in different ways. I've had times in my life where I started crying hysterically from nowhere. I've, I've been in the car with my husband and suddenly I'm just like screaming and crying and I'm being so angry and I'm banging my 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 hands on the on the dashboard and and in those moments I'm I've literally thought to myself what's going on and then I realized wow this was a lot of built up tension that I've been just kind of shoving aside for so long and it's coming out now. So the first thing I want you to really understand is that acknowledging your anxiety is step number one. And as you're listening right now, you might think to yourself, I'm not anxious. There's nothing I'm holding on to. Or you might be very well aware that you are. Either way, I have this exercise that I highly recommend you doing. And it's called, or I call it healing journaling. And basically what you do, you find a quiet time for yourself where you sit down with pen and paper and try not to get distracted. So if you can ask family members to leave you alone for a little bit or you put music on or something, and then you sit there and you just let whatever come, come. So write it as a hate letter to the world. If that's helpful, you can say, dear world, I'm so upset because, or I'm so tired of this or that, or I'm so anxious over the fact that or I just hate that there is fossil fuels. I just hate companies that don't care. Whatever it is that you feel needs to come out, just put that down. And at first it might feel like you're kind of like blocked. There's nothing you're angry about, but trust me, try to find one thing and write that down and you'll see that more and more is coming. So sit down with pen and paper and just write down everything that comes to you, everything that make you worried or angry or afraid and just say it out loud. You don't have to justify feeling this way. No one's ever going to read this and you also don't have to have any solutions for it. So you don't have to feel like, oh, well, if I, if I state a problem, I also have to come up with a solution because sometimes that's what we taught in school. You don't have to, no one has all the solutions for climate change. So just get the anger out. And then after you feel like you're done writing, there's nothing else. It's really important that you read this letter back to yourself. You can either do that quietly or out loud, but read it and then let whatever emotions that want to surface, surface. So if you feel like crying when you're reading this, please cry. If you feel like screaming or just get angry or you just maybe it's not showing up in any physical emotion, but you're feeling it inside you, you need to let that come because most times when we get depressed or burnt out, it's actually because we're stuck in a feeling. And we are kind of taught in society today not to feel too much. And there's also this feeling like there's so much pain. And how are we going to deal if we let that pain get to us? Well, I want you to know that the pain is getting to you. You're just shoving it away. So even if you're not acknowledging the pain, it's still a part of you. And the dangerous part of not acknowledging it is that it will become a part of you in a way of like anxiety and depression. And when it does, that is when you eventually shut down, where you become apathic and where you actually kind of don't engage. Um, and you become this person who doesn't really care anymore. And we don't really have time for people not caring we really need you to be present and feeling everything so letting it come it's really important also physical activity can be very helpful for letting out emotions so if you feel like 
going for a run and crying or just going maybe somewhere and screaming it out or hitting a pillow can be really helpful like just some sort of physical activity to like ah just get it out please get it out i know it sounds weird but it's really healing and really helpful i actually learned that animals when they're stressed they shake um like maybe you think of a deer or something but like when they're in a stressed moment in order for them to survive and not get like frozen because if they're haunted by something and they need to escape they can't afford to shut down right so what they do they shake out their anger and the fear and after that they run so think of an animal like you're also this powerful animal how can you get your anxiety out and then secondly i want you to understand and also remember that you don't do any good to yourself or to the world by holding on to these feelings you don't have to be angry you don't have to be afraid you don't have to be worried i feel like it's so easy as an activist or someone who cares about the world and the planet to feel like we have to stoop ourselves in that anger and that fear and for many years i was an angry activist and i justified myself being that way i felt like the only way i made a real impact was by really feeling that pain right like i wasn't serious about my work unless i had this growing anger inside me that fueled me and anger can be very powerful for getting to action it could be that one emotion that gets you out of the couch and to the streets and you start marching and you really feel like okay enough is enough let's do something but at some point that anger needs to be transformed into faith resilience optimism and ultimately happiness because if we are to sustain the work that we're here to do we need those emotions to keep fueling us anger is a very short-term emotion that can spark action but it doesn't allow for long-term sustainable work to be done and if we know anything about this work that we're here to do about changing climate change and saving the world we really need to be able to do this for a long time so find it within you to allow yourself to let go of that and to tell yourself this story where you are allowed to heal if it's helpful you can think about you know when you take a flight if you ever taken a flight and you actually paid attention to the safety procedures and when they say where the oxygen mask comes down they ask you to please help yourself first before helping others this is how i want you to think about your healing for the world you cannot help heal the world unless you've healed yourself first and then the last point i really want to get to is action because what i've learned and that is backed by psychiatrists like kennedy williams and another amazing psychiatrist janet swim who also studies climate anxiety is that the best treatment for depression or climate anxiety is actually to get to action to do something to be the change you wish to see in the world because there are many reasons and that should actually probably be in a different episode but when you show up as the change you wish to see in the world you prove to yourself first of all that change is possible you prove to others that change is possible and just by proving that you start believing in a different world and that is also what builds agency and what puts you in control of the issue um, i want you to remember though that you alone won't change the world it's impossible so don't feel like you know you had to come up with all the solutions but also remember that you're not alone that in fact thousands if not millions of people around the world are doing this work alongside with you and there are so many of us out here fighting really hard with really courageous hearts for a different kind of world so you are not alone and try doing things in community with others first of all it further affirms that you're not alone and also it helps you feel like 
this is something that we're doing together. So I would say action in community with others is really, really powerful. So maybe try finding people in your area or online that have similar interests with you or convert a friend um, by starting to talk about these things with other people. Maybe you realize that other people around you that you had no idea about are also feeling this pain and this worry and this anxiety and then choose to do something about that by figuring out something that you can do in your community that works for positive change. To wrap up this episode, I want to leave you with a few things. And if you're taking mental notes right now, please do. If you're somewhere where you have pen and paper, please write this down. I really want you to remember this. Number one is that awareness hurts and that's okay. Because when you open yourself up to the reality of the world, you open up the gates to awareness. And this can be painful in many ways because you realize just how wrong everything is and how much there is that you can't control. It's also kind of scary to not know exactly how things will turn out. So being aware of the issue and not having all the answers can be quite overwhelming. I know this can feel very difficult and it's easy to want to shut it all out, to just distract yourself with TV shows or social media, but... If you are to take anything away from this episode, I want you to remember that it doesn't go away. The fear, the pain, the anxiety, the anger, it just doesn't go away. You're only shoving it into a different part inside of you where it gets to build up and eventually that will show up as anxiety and depression. Secondly, I would say don't keep it to yourself. Know that you're absolutely not alone in this and the more that we can come together and share how we feel with one another the faster we can heal in each other's company. So not keeping it to yourself, starting conversations, sharing your story, knowing that it's okay to be hurting, it's okay to be afraid, but the more we can share this and ask for help, the faster we can heal ourselves and the faster we can heal the world. And then lastly, get to action. The best way to mend climate anxiety is by showing up every single day as the change you wish to see in the world. By making small changes in your everyday life, you're showing to yourself that change is possible and that will affect the energy that you put forth into the world. Action leads to a feeling of efficacy, which means that you are in control of the outcome no matter how small or big the outcome is and that will automatically mend your anxiety for the better. So even if you might think my actions are not going to save the world, what it will do is help you heal. And the more you can heal, the bigger impact you will have on changing the world. I know we covered a lot of things today and I don't know where you are. I don't know your story. If you feel like anything in what I've been saying has sparked something in you, please feel free to reach out. You can find me on Instagram, Generi, or on my website, theclimateoptimist.com send me an email or a dm or something and please if you feel like sharing your story i'm all ears the more we can come together and talk about this the faster we can help each other and then as the last thing i'll leave you with here are some things that i do regularly to be in control of my own anxiety because this is just like working out it's just like staying in shape or healthy you can't just do it once and think it's over it's something you have to keep showing up for and i want you to treat this 
with as much respect as you might be treating your work or your exercise or your health in other ways. Mental health is really important. It may not be as evident as your body because your body is a physical thing that you can show to the world, but it will be very evident for you in your life and how you feel and the change you can actually make in this world. So here are some things that I do on a regular basis that really help me with my own anxiety. There are five things. First, I journal. I allow myself to acknowledge my fears and also to focus on the things that are beautiful in this world. So daily notes of gratitude are really powerful. Just reminding yourself of things that you already have, things that you're grateful for, and then feeling that it's okay to acknowledge those things. And then the days when you don't feel great, acknowledge that too. Write about it. Get it out. Let yourself cry if you have to. That leads me to number two. I grieve when I have to. I no longer ignore the pain or the sadness when it arises. I used to think that, you know, I can think away everything that's not great, but that doesn't help, right? All those emotions are just a part of me and they want to pass through. So the better I can get at releasing the emotions when they come, I don't have to pack them on inside me until one day they explode. So letting myself grieve is really, really helpful. Number three is I keep a close connection to nature and I try to really immerse myself in some sort of nature at least once a day, most days twice or three times a day. I go for walks a lot and just being out and breathing the air or listening to the birds or feeling the nature around me is super, super grounding and it also reminds me of why I'm doing all this work and then ultimately that I'm not alone because nature is always here. Number four is community. I do things with other people and I surround myself with like-minded individuals who I know are also fighting this fight. And that makes me know and remember that I'm not alone and I'm no longer trying to do everything on my own. And being in community with others is really healing. And then lastly, I strive to constantly learn new things. And I always want to find new ways of living my life that is more aligned with the kind of future that I want to believe in. So basically I show, I choose to be the change I wish to see. And I also believe in that change with passion. So showing up in action, showing up an optimist in action and proving to myself every single day that change is possible. That is truly how I mend my anxiety for the better. Friends, I'm sending such a big, warm, deep hug. I want you to know that wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever you're going through or have been going through, I wish you such an incredible healing journey. I am always here and the people around you are always there. You are not alone. And this pain that you might be feeling without even knowing that you are, it's a beautiful part of you and your hearts are capable of so much more than you might think possible and I know it's easy sometimes to feel like you might break to even let it in because you don't know what's going to happen if you do but I want you to trust yourself I want you to understand that you can deal with this you have it in you and the more that you learn to be in one with everything that is to feel you will get so empowered and you'll find so much grounding in that so friends I'll leave you with this please heal, please grieve, please be one with this world. Mother Nature is asking us to be here and feel her. She's not asking us to ignore anymore. She's not even asking us to forgive. She's just asking us to be here with her and understand that we're all one 
can understand that the pain that she's feeling, we're feeling too. And she just wants us to wake up and see that, to feel it with her. And by doing that, that is how you're going to heal her and also yourself and all the pain in this world. So I'll leave you with that. And um, I wish you a beautiful day wherever you are. And I really hope to see you back here again soon.